Good morning, churches. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar, and I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford Salisbury Center in Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. I do have one announcement this morning. I'm actually I'm recording a message that I did last year. I have people filling in for me today, the 15th of November, 2020. Um, I am on a pastor's retreat with a couple pastors, and we are renewing, reviewing, and just uh, just rebuilding our strength, encouraging each other, uplifting each other, um, finding some peace and and uh, all the chaos. And I and I pray that each one of you do as well. So. Please bear with me. This is a message from um, last year, but as they say on TV, it's one of my favorites, and I hope it's one of yours. Let us pray. God, we are thirsty, longing for pure water. Pour out your truth here that we may hear and heed your word. Let your spirit flow today like living water. Give us your vision as we gather as one body, unified in Christ, to honor and praise you. Amen. Please join me with the call to worship. God is making all things new. Mourning, crying, and pain cannot prevail. We are invited to find enjoyment in living. We are meant to discover pleasure in our toil. We have come to give thanks and praise God. How majestic is God's name in all the earth. Amen. Um, We go to joys and concerns this morning. Um, There are so many, so many people to pray for. Uh, We know that uh, the numbers for the pandemic are increasing. We know that um, people are separated once again from their families. We're we're facing um, a whole new Thanksgiving this year. And I know, I know there's so many anxious people out there. I'm one of them. You know, we're family people too, I, I know. So um, I'm with you. We, we stand together. We will pray this morning and as one body, and, and we will just ask Christ to uh, have mercy on us, have mercy on our country. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day, Lord. Um, while we're confused, we know that you're not, that you are still in charge, that God's still got this. And, and we, we just need to be reminded of that, Father. We just ask you to continually put that on our hearts, that the Holy Spirit would remind us that no matter what we face, no matter what we see, no matter what we hear, and really no matter what we feel, Lord, we would just ask that the Holy Spirit reminds us that all things point to you, that we may not understand them, that we uh, may not agree with them, and certainly there are times that we're not happy with them. Um, Father God, it's your will that counts. Forgive us when, when we make ourselves gods. Forgive us when we put our priorities ahead of your priorities, Lord. I know that I'm guilty of that. And Father, I just, I just thank you for your forgiveness, that, that you don't even remember our sins when we confess them, that you separate them as far as east from the west, and you throw them into the depths of the ocean so that They are never remembered by you. So, Father God, we thank you for that. We lift up all those families and 
all the families that are in nursing homes and hospitals, Father God, that are suffering for whatever it is, whether it's COVID or any other illnesses, Father God, we would just pray that you would put somebody into their path um, since we can't go visit them, but you would you would send somebody in, a, a doctor, a nurse, a, a technician, a um, you know somebody from maintenance or the janitorial crew. Father God, you have so many ways to touch our hearts. We would just pray that somebody would come in and offer encouraging words, Lord, showing them, reminding them that you are with them even in, in all that loneliness, Lord, that you love them and let them know. Let them know that there's no coincidences, Lord, that somebody would just walk into their room today and remind them that God's got this. We pray all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So the title to this uh, week's message from last year is, Oh, How I Love Jesus. Um, Last year and a few weeks before this message, we had discussed the difference between the milk of the Bible and the meat of the Bible. And we had talked about um, people that are new in their faith need the milk, basically the ABCs of salvation during their early walk with Christ. Milk is the foundation to build our faith and spiritual maturity upon. And then we pointed out that, you know, Paul was disappointed that the Corinthians were living off the same milk five years later. Uh, He had initially taught them, uh, came back five years later, and they were still basically sipping on the milk instead of moving to the meat. And Paul reproved them for not moving to the meat of the Bible in order to grow into mature Christians. And then we talked a little bit about the military, because you know that's one of my favorite subjects. And we talked about how the men and women work together as a team. Um, And we also pointed out that in the military, there's a chain of command. Um, Orders are given, orders are received, and then those orders are carried out. It's called obedience. But for the most part, in the military, those orders are carried out ritualistically, and in most cases, they're carried out because of fear of reprimand. There's not always a personal connection between the ones giving orders in the military and the ones receiving them. The orders are simply followed out of obedience and sometimes fear. Well, Jesus gives us orders as well. They are called commandments. And like in the military, we are called to carry them out, to follow them. But the difference is Jesus calls us to love him. He calls us to have a relationship with him, and he wants us to follow him out of love. Some will still simply follow him out of obedience, of course, which is okay, but sadly they may never have a personal relationship with him. We serve a Savior who left his kingdom and became human for us, a Savior who became flesh, a Savior who wept over the city of Jerusalem and at the death of his good friend Lazarus, a savior that wants us to have a personal relationship with him. Unlike the Old Testament where man served God mostly out of fear and obedience, Jesus came to us proclaiming love and forgiveness. In 1 John 4, 18, he tells us, or we're told, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We are called to love 
him, love ourselves, and to love others. There's a big difference in how we carry ourselves and go about our daily lives when we do it out of love versus obedience. It's the attitude of, I get to, instead of the attitude, I have to. But in order to love someone, we have to get to know them, to trust them. And that relationship starts with reading the Bible and seeking the wisdom of the meat as well as the milk. Charles Stanley describes the Bible as God's love letter to us, which we pour over to learn more about our beloved. The Bible is God's love letter to us, which we pour over to learn more about our beloved. It's a story of the Word made flesh, whom we get to know better every time we immerse ourselves in its pages. Brothers and sisters, I, I think it's time we immerse ourselves in our Bibles. We need to discern God's will for us, not the world's. We need to focus on his word through his eyes. I remember one time many, many years ago, my mother came to visit us. She spent the night, and in the morning we were having coffee together. I was asking the usual questions. How did you sleep last night? How do you feel this morning, etc.? And she told me she slept fine, but for some reason she said she was dizzy. I asked about her medicine, and she said, no, she took everything on schedule. So we sat there for a while, quietly chatting, but I could see she just wasn't herself. She was very uncomfortable. After a while, she got back up and walked into the kitchen, and I heard her start laughing, and she said, no wonder I'm dizzy. I'm wearing your daughter's glasses instead of mine. These are the wrong lenses. You see, when mom looked out the wrong lenses, she was dizzy, off balance, definitely not herself. She became anxious and focused on her condition because she was afraid of what was happening. But when she looked out the right lenses, her life was once again balanced. She could focus on other things rather than her health. Isn't that the way we are in our Christian walk? When we read the Bible and attend gatherings to hear the word, our lives are much better because we're looking through God's lenses. We see things the way God sees them. But if we change lenses and look out the same ones the world uses, we lose focus. We see things as the world sees them instead of how God sees them. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, we're commanded, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. I, one of my favorite hymns is, Oh, How, How I Love Jesus. And I was telling the choir that um, when I start getting anxious or feel I start getting angry about somebody driving too slow um, in front of me or whatever, I start singing the chorus to the hymn, Oh, How I Love Jesus. But I get to thinking, it makes me wonder, do we sing those hymns out of obedience and ritual? Or do we truly feel what we're singing? I could guess that right now most of you may be singing that same chorus in your head as, as I, as I talked this morning. And I, I pray that you continue to sing it through the week as you go about your daily routines. I also pray that the Holy Spirit puts it 
in your heart to dig deeper into that message of loving Jesus, that he would create a hunger to know him more, to know him better, and to truly fall in love with him and let our actions show his love and others to a hurting world. James 1, 22 through 25 tells us, but be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but hear doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. Amen. Jesus needs to be our mirror. God's work through the Holy Spirit needs to be our reference point, not the world's view. We are called to pursue holiness. We can only do this through the study of the Word and pursuing Christ's image. Let us move on from the milk of salvation and seek the meat of God's love letter to mankind. And when we dig into the meat of the Bible, we see our imperfections. We see the areas of our lives that we need to improve. We know there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but there is conviction by the Holy Spirit. The more we fall in love with Jesus, the more we will want to change, the more we will want to be more like him. Yes, Jesus loves us, but he has so much more for us. In John 21, 15 through 17, we hear the exchange between Jesus and Peter shortly after the resurrection. You remember, Peter was ashamed that he denied knowing Jesus prior to and during the trial of Jesus. Hear these words. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now, many sermons have been preached over this message. Um, some people call it the recommissioning of Peter's ministry. Some say he was asked three times because he denied Jesus three times. And it was kind of a way to undo what Peter did. But if you dig deeper into the words Jesus spoke, you will find there is much more meaning to these passages than a casual reading can point out. And once you get the revelation of its true meaning, you will start to read the Bible in a new and exciting way. You will start to not only look for the meat, but you'll begin to understand it and mature spiritually. For example, the word love is mentioned over 500 times in the King James Version. It has many different meanings depending on the original writing and translation. The English language has one meaning for love, and we use it to say we love pizza, 
We love baseball. We love sunsets. We love our family. And we love God. The English translation doesn't allow us to measure the different degrees of our love. We simply love. Get into the Bible. Explore the meaning behind the word love Jesus spoke of and how it's used all through Scripture. You're going to be surprised at the different levels of love. That is your homework while I'm away enjoying my retreat. Let us pray. Father God, your love never ends. When all else fails, you are still God. We pray for our brothers and sisters inside these walls, outside these walls, and those people listening from home today. We pray, Lord, lift us, embolden us, and give us a courage to do your will. To those who doubt, give light. To those who are weak, give strength. To all of us who have sinned, Lord, give us mercy. And to all who have sorrow, give us your peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For everything there is a season. Always there is occasion for gratitude. One example of our thanks to God is this time of sharing the blessings he's bestowed upon us. We give that God's will may be more fully realized as we dedicate ourselves and our gifts towards meeting others in their time of need. This is a time that we would collect the offering. Um, for those that are mailing in checks, we, we just appreciate your obedience, not to the church, but your obedience to Christ, following the Holy Spirit. Um, when, when he uh, directs you to send your tithes and offerings to the churches. So I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Let us pray. In the name of Jesus, who emptied himself for us, we pour out our gratitude with our tithes and offerings. In joyful obedience, we give as we have been blessed. We also offer our lives in humble obedience to you, amazing, majestic God. Amen. The promise of eternal life is meant for each one of us and all of us together. Our lives begin to experience eternity when they focus beyond ourselves. Take time to discover God's presence in another human being this week. The new heaven and earth will be yours. And please um, receive the benediction this morning. And now may you receive God's blessings with joy and embrace the peace he offers you. Glorify and praise God as you leave here and carry his message to our community. He has crowned each of you with glory and honor. May God bless you, may God keep you, and may his face shine upon you, upon you and be gracious to you. Amen. Until we meet again, my brothers and sisters, may God keep you. Uh, God bless you all. Please, please, please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless.